Hi, you're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a life and success coach who specializes in helping working professionals and entrepreneurs overcome imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are, and that someone is going to find you out, you've come to the right place. I use social and cognitive psychology, neuro-linguistic programming, and somatic healing to take my clients from imposter to empowered so they can go after the success that they want and feel worthy of it too. Let's dig in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, and we are in the middle of the Worthy Woman Method launch. If you don't know what the Worthy Woman Method is, this is my signature group program for coaches and service providers to help you overcome imposter syndrome, break through those mindset blocks and the limiting beliefs in order to feel worthy of going after the success you want and feel worthy of having it as well. When you are a business owner and you are showing up online, the number one thing that gets in the way of your success are your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself. And everything comes from your beliefs about yourself, the way that you sell, the way that you create your offers. And mindset is the most important part of your business. And it will be as you scale, speaking from experience as somebody who has made multiple six figures in her business, I have only benefited by leaning more into the inner work and into the healing and into the mindset and I don't even think I have downloaded or even focused on any type of strategy over the last year. It has all been how do I feel? How do I want to show up? What do I want to say? And that comes from a deep internal belief that I am worthy of having everything that I want and everything that I want to go for. So the Worthy Woman Method is a lifetime group container and that means that you get lifetime access to not only the client portal but the Slack community and weekly coaching calls with me. This is hot seat coaching and this is the place where you air out everything. You come in and you feel no judgment, you feel safe, you feel secure, you are able to level up and consistently get your needs met in this group in terms of healing the things that are holding you back, realizing that you have a community of amazing people alongside you on this journey who are experiencing the same shit as you, the same mindset blocks, the same limiting beliefs, and consistently working towards that worthy woman version of yourself, that highest version of yourself. And the Worthy Woman Method is reopening its doors. It's open now and it will be open until November 17th. That's when we're closing the doors for the rest of 2021. And I would love it if you would check out the sales page and decide if you want to book a sales call with me. So you can go to the link in my show notes and set that up and we will meet privately and decide if the Worthy Woman Method is a good fit for you. Again, this is for coaches and service providers to prioritize their mind, prioritize their inner healing and work through the shit that's holding them back in order to achieve everything that they want. So today I am telling you about my journey to being diagnosed with ADHD. And if you listen to the podcast, you know that I have been on this journey for probably the entirety of 2020 and this year. And the reason why I even got on this journey in the first place is because I downloaded TikTok. 
So I downloaded TikTok back in March of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. It's funny because when I actually look back on it, I actually downloaded it the first week of March. So the pandemic had hit, but I hadn't been sent home from work yet. So I downloaded it and I remember saying to an online coaching colleague saying, oh, I have so many TikTok ideas, but I'm at work and I can't do them. And then the pandemic hit and we got sent home from work and I never went back to the office. As you guys know, I left my full-time job back in May of this year and they were still working from home at that point. And I downloaded TikTok and last summer I began to get on ADHD TikTok. And a lot of the symptoms were very, very specific. It all had to do with the overthinking of the mind and the executive dysfunction, which is being unable to get started on tasks or to fulfill tasks, even though you really want to, your brain and your body just won't allow you to get the shit done. And there are so many symptoms I can't even begin to describe to you. But the thing I found was so cool about TikTok was how nuanced the symptoms were and how specific they were and how I had never had a unique experience that literally everybody who was suffering from ADHD were experiencing a lot of the same symptoms and it was really cool because it allowed me to see the power of community in terms of when we are vulnerable and we become aware of the things that are happening to us and then we speak about those things we may help somebody so all of these people who are on TikTok talking about their ADHD symptoms they all helped me pursue a diagnosis. So my dad is definitely undiagnosed ADHD ever since he and my mom started living with my grandparents. So his parents, because their house burned down, my childhood home burned down almost a year to when I'm recording this actually. October 31st, Halloween of 2020, my childhood home burned down. So my parents have been living in my grandparents' basement for the past year and a bit and their house is going to be done hopefully soon in the beginning of 2021 or in the spring hopefully again sooner than later so I'm also noticing now with my parents spending more time with my grandparents as well because they're living with them I'm noticing too that my grandma actually might have ADHD as well so my dad definitely has it like there's no doubt in my mind that he has it and I guess it just never occurred to me that maybe he passed it down to me because I have a stutter. So I have a speech impediment that you guys hear on the podcast sometimes. And this speech impediment is something that I think was at the foundation of my ADHD. Like it was brought on because of my ADHD, but I was never treated for it because everybody thought, oh, she just has a stutter. So let's treat the stutter and put her in speech therapy. But speech therapy never worked because there was ADHD. And I was also diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, which I always knew I had anxiety, which was probably brought on again by the foundation of ADHD. So essentially, I grew up as an overachiever. I had a lot of lists. I was really meticulous and neurotic because my brain felt so messy. I would daydream a lot. An ADHD brain is an interest-driven brain, so we're prone to hyper-fixating on things that we really, really enjoy, and focusing on those things means that sometimes if there's things that we don't enjoy or we're not interested in, we just have no time for it, and this makes so much sense with regards to my brain with school. Again, I was a really smart student. I am a really smart student, 
but if I wasn't interested in it, I did the bare minimum and still got good grades. Like in university, I barely cracked my textbooks because I was just like, okay, I don't care about this shit. If it was something like psychology or social psychology or cognitive psych or something like that, for sure. But if there was something like, oh my God, I had to take statistics in my third year of university, I thought I was going to die because it was so boring because I hate math. I hate science. I hate all of those things. So we hyperfixate on stuff that we are interested in. And this makes so much sense because again, as you guys know, I'm obsessed with the show One Tree Hill and I've gone to like five conventions and it is my comfort show. So I'll sit down and I'll watch episode after episode, even though I've seen the show so many fucking times at this point, like I think like probably over a hundred times and there's nine seasons. So that's a lot. So we hyperfixate on things that we're really interested in. And there was just a number of other symptoms in terms of being hypercritical of myself because of the overthinking and your brain is always going a million miles a minute, perfectionism, excessive imposter syndrome. And we're going to talk about that in this episode in terms of how imposter syndrome manifested for me and how it shows up, I think, as well in my neurodivergent clients because I attract a lot of neurodivergent clients and I'm just leaning into that now. I would excessively draw in my notebook books. Again, I would daydream. I would have a lot of repetitive behaviors with my body. So twirling my hair, I could never sit still, clenching my jaw. As a kid, I would be very upset if plans changed or if there was an inconvenience because it would like spur that anxious part in me. I also have sensory issues. So I was talking about on my stories the other day how I can't work out with my hair down. I actually can't do a lot of things with my hair down because the hair touching me or falling in my face just like makes me want to die. And the same thing for when I get out of the shower, I have to put cream on my body because if I don't, I'll feel like really tight and the skin will feel really, really tight. And that just feels so uncomfortable to me and that that has been my entire life life. I have a lot of lists and I have alarms on my phone and I am really regimented with myself because if not, I'll lose complete track of everything, complete track of time. And I will walk around the house like a sim looking for direction. I also have auditory processing issues. So sometimes it sounds like somebody is mumbling when they're talking to me. I have to have the subtitles on for shows. I just thought that that was normal. I actually think Dustin probably has a flavor of ADHD as well, just noticing how many things we have in common with regards to this. I also have a very all or nothing mentality, and this is something that I've worked on with my own experiences with imposter syndrome and with mindset in terms of an all or nothing mentality of I'm either on one end of the spectrum or the other end. So with my emotions, if I'm feeling emotional, everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. I kitchen sink all of my problems, like everything fucking sucks. If everything is good and I'm feeling good, everything is amazing. I have a better outlook, a better mindset, but life is never actually black or white or all or nothing. It's always in the middle. There's always going to be nuances and experiences that are good and bad. And learning how to neutralize myself and neutralize my emotions has been a big part of my mindset journey. And when I found out I had ADHD, I also had so much more compassion for myself in terms of, wow, I've done so much work on changing that all or nothing thinking. 
So those are just a couple of the symptoms. Into Oh, oh, I have to talk about this one. Stimming. So stimming is when you like do something over and over and over again. I listen to the same song over and over and over again when I like it until I'm fucking sick of it. The same thing with food. I will eat something for breakfast or lunch or dinner for days in a row, weeks in a row until I get sick of it and then I don't even want to look at it. And there's also a lot of emotional stuff, which I was talking about when it comes to my ADHD in terms of feeling really emotional, going through those emotional highs and lows. And I also have a lot of issues with my sleep as well. With sleeping, I can't get to sleep before midnight, even though I desperately want to. And I usually sleep in and 12 hours is not enough. That's an over-exaggeration. Like eight hours, I would say, is not enough for me. I need about like 10 to 11, I swear to God. And I still will be tired. I could never get enough sleep. So there's so many things. There's so many things that you probably heard me say that you really related to. And I have to tell you, as somebody who suffered for 29 years not knowing like what it is, I encourage you to go and get a diagnosis if that's something that is accessible to you. I encourage you to get on ADHD TikTok and just see. Now, I don't want people diagnosing themselves, but if you have an inkling that you may have ADHD, or that you may have some type of neurodivergence, it is worth it to go and look into it because now I know that I can go to a counselor or a therapist who specializes in adult ADHD. I can start to do the work on myself and have more compassion for myself because I know this isn't my fault. I just have a different brain. And I am also entertaining the thought of going on some type of medication to be completely transparent with you guys just to see how I do in in terms of my executive functioning because I work pretty hard in my business but I would love to get more things done and I would love to feel better about them and I already do so much work on my mindset and my healing and everything but there are some days where I'm like wow I didn't get shit done today. <laughs> So there's a lot of nuances to this, but I also want you to know that you can be so fucking successful no matter if you are neurodivergent or neurotypical. You can be so successful. I have made over $250,000 in my coaching business. I worked full time for the first three and a half years of having my business. You can absolutely be so successful no matter what. Like you can do it. I have so much love and compassion for past Jill who was struggling so much when she was working so much and trying to make things work and beating herself up and had so much imposter syndrome like I have so much compassion for her and I am so fucking grateful that she kept going I am so grateful that she didn't give up because it led me to a diagnosis it led me to realizing that my gift is working with people who are neurodivergent because as I've said I have always attracted them I have always attracted people with anxiety and depression and people who are obviously getting help for those things they're not using the coaching to help them medically or psychologically with those things 
but they want to do the inner work. They feel drawn to how I do it. They feel drawn to the concepts that I use because they are very neurodivergent friendly and they are considering of all emotions and all different types of thoughts that we have. And again, I think that's why I like very effortlessly attract those people because I was subconsciously experiencing a lot of these things and figuring out how to work my business and my life around them before I even had the diagnosis. So I am recording this episode before this post comes out, but there is an Instagram post that is being released on Wednesday, October 20th, which is when I'm recording this, but you're going to be listening to this like the second week of November. So happy November. We are here. We are in the launch of the Worthy Woman Method. If you are neurodivergent and you, let's say you have ADHD or you have an anxiety disorder or you have depression or there are parts of you and parts of your mental health that you know are a factor in terms of how you execute your business and how you go about your life, I really encourage you to check out the Worthy Woman Method because I am somebody who really cares about that part of your brain. I really care about your brain in general in terms of how it works and how it functions. And this community is for you if you are neurodivergent. It is so neurodivergent friendly. And I really think about how I can cover all the bases whenever I'm developing a concept or a methodology. And I myself have overcome imposter syndrome and overcome a lot of limiting beliefs and shit that's held me back without even being diagnosed. And now I can't wait to see what happens now that I am diagnosed and will have the right intervention that I am seeking. In addition to all of the amazing work that I already do, I'm going to continue doing the self-coaching and the mindset models and the breath work and the Reiki and all of the things that I use. It's just going to be amplified even more now that I have this diagnosis. So like I said, this Instagram post is going to be coming out on Wednesday, October 20th. And here are a couple ways how ADHD may be impacting your ability to overcome imposter syndrome. And one of them is rejection sensitivity dysphoria and if you are neurodivergent you may experience as I said emotional dysregulation and therefore you may be more sensitive to rejection so you may be more sensitive to criticism to rejection to failure and that may cause you to procrastinate on a lot of the things that you know you really want to do but you just can't bring yourself to do it because you're so subconsciously afraid of the rejection or you may play really small because again you're so aware of like the judgment from others or you're so aware of if somebody says something about your Instagram story or whatever it is you're generally afraid that someone is going to discover you're not as smart, capable, worthy as you're pretending to be. So the possibility of rejection and or failure is seemingly higher. And especially because you are avoiding the feelings of being rejected because it hurts so bad and it triggers wounds inside of you because you are quote unquote more emotional and your ADHD is causing that dysregulation of emotions. And that is why I think my work has led me to work on emotional processing and really feeling your emotions and working through them in a healthy, productive way, conducive way. And I didn't even realize it's because I have had to work on my own emotional processing because it didn't feel normal. It didn't feel like a normal way to process my emotions. I would get so lost in my emotions and I would make everything mean everything and everything was shitty when I was sad. 
and everything was happy when I was happy and I really needed to find that neutral place. So in overcoming my own imposter syndrome, it was learning how to properly process my emotions and really feel them without letting them take over my life. Another part of this is task avoidance and distractibility. So ADHD impacts your ability to get started on tasks and then to stay focused on those tasks. If you have imposter syndrome, you may believe that the task avoidance procrastination and your distractedness means you're unable to get things done, you're unable to focus on things that are important, and that you're constantly behind or doing a bad job, which will eventually impact your overall self-esteem. And this is just your brain. It is just your brain and it can be managed and this is something that we talk about again in the worthy woman method in terms of developing a process developing a system that works for you and also not letting things like consistency and just do it get in your head because you have a neurodivergent brain and that is okay that your brain functions differently it's all about working with your brain and I promise you I get so much shit done even though I say that that there are times that I don't I make it happen and I am really grateful for the things that I've learned along the way to make work something that I enjoy doing and something that I can get done. Again, having the diagnosis really just gives me more compassion for myself. But even if you don't have a diagnosis and you suspect you're neurodivergent, that's still a good step in you being like, I don't have to do tasks with the same methods that somebody who is neurotypical does them. And lastly, I want to talk about how overcoming imposter syndrome is honestly at the core of it, loving yourself and giving yourself compassion and understanding at all levels during all steps and feeling worthy no matter what. And ADHD or other kinds of neurodivergence may be impacting your ability to do this because you are comparing your brain to someone who has a neurotypical brain. You are comparing yourself against a world of people who are neurotypical and who are doing things in the way of just do it, who are doing things and saying, just be consistent. And you're like, I don't even fucking know what that means because my brain is so inconsistent. My emotions are inconsistent. My thoughts are so inconsistent. And you've convinced yourself that if only you were smarter or more capable, important enough, etc., that you'd be more successful and be able to achieve what you want to achieve. But this only feeds your imposter syndrome and those not good enough feelings. And this can lead to emotional and mental burnout because you don't think you deserve to relax. And this is fucking huge. This is huge because you are, again, comparing yourself against a neurotypical world or another person who has a neurotypical brain and you are not showing yourself the compassion and understanding and you are just keeping yourself in a cycle of shame instead of learning how to just manage yourself around your neurodivergence and manage yourself around your ADHD or your anxiety or your depression. And you're telling yourself, it can't work if I'm neurodivergent or it can't work the way that I want it to. And those standards were not meant for you. And you can achieve even more. You are so special. You are so important because you can think differently and be differently than a lot of other people in this world simply because of the way that your brain is wired. And I want you to truly know that this is a really big piece that helped me overcome imposter syndrome for myself in terms of just radically fucking loving myself, radically loving and accepting myself. And it is a process. I don't wake up every single day and say, I love myself. But I was on Instagram stories the other week and I was saying, 
saying how I was working on something and I noticed that my self-talk was you're doing a good job and I actually stopped myself and I was like did I just tell myself like subconsciously you're doing a good job that is huge that my self-talk and the way that I talk to myself is subconsciously now you're doing a good job and it took me so much work to get there in terms of learning that I was deserving of that positive feedback that I was deserving of feeling good that I was deserving of feeling worthy and that only good things are going to come from me loving myself and giving myself the compassion and understanding that I deserve. Nothing grows out of shame. It's like putting a flower into a sidewalk and expecting it to grow up through the concrete. The concrete is the shame and maybe you'll find a crack somewhere and you'll try to get through but shame weighs us down and it tells us that you should be this and you should be that when really The only thing you should be doing is accepting yourself for who you are, loving yourself for who you are, and coming from that place and just learning how to work with what you have. And knowing that there are so many beautiful people out in the world who have a neurodivergent brain and who are so successful. There's people like Emma Watson. There's a coach, her name's Simone Soul, and she just made $2 million in her coaching business this year in only nine months. There are so many people who have a different brain than the neurotypical brain and they have done amazing things and you are no different. And that is a little bit about my story about ADHD and how it relates to imposter syndrome. And again, the Worthy Woman Method is really growing into a community for those neurodivergent coaches and service providers. It is the safe place for you to feel your emotions, process your emotions, for you to work through the limiting beliefs and the mindset drama and the imposter syndrome that is telling you that you can't have the success that you want. And then when you are able to work through the things that are stopping you, you are able to not only go after what you want in business and life, whatever it may be, but you also feel worthy of it and you can hold on to it as well. And that is the work that we build upon and that is the work that we do. And it is neurodivergent friendly inside of the worthy woman method. So again, you can go to the link in my show notes and you can go to the sales page and check out the sales page and the testimonials and all that amazing stuff. And then you can book a call with me from that page and we can see if the worthy woman method is a good fit for you next week. Next week's episode is going to be the last episode before the doors close. So make sure you jump over there right now and do that. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in my lifetime group coaching program, The Worthy Woman Method. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, taking me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.